verses 1 to 13, and that's found on page 984 in the Bibles. That's Matthew chapter 17, beginning at verse 1. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then there appeared before them Moses and Elijah, talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. While he was still speaking, a bright cloud enveloped them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell face down to the ground, terrified. But Jesus came and touched them. Get up, he said. Don't be afraid. When they looked up, they saw no one except Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, Jesus instructed them, Don't tell anyone what you have seen until the Son of Man has been raised from the dead. The disciples asked him, Why then do the teachers of the law say that Elijah must come first? Jesus replied, To be sure, Elijah comes and will restore all things. But I tell you, Elijah has already come, and they did not recognize him, but have done to him everything they wished. In the same way, the Son of Man is going to suffer at their hands. Then the disciples understood that he was talking to them about John the Baptist. This is the word of the Lord. Um, So when I was looking at this um, this morning, there were a few things that um, struck me about the passage. The first one was um, that it took place on a mountain. And I know in, within Christianity, we talk sometimes about mountaintop experiences, those times where we like really meet with God significantly. Um, so I think it's really important that this took place on a mountain away from all of the people. Um, the next thing I was intrigued about was uh, the appearance of Moses and Elijah. Um, and Moses represents the law. And Elijah represents the the prophets, and they were there because Jesus had come to fulfill both the law and the prophets. But I also thought that actually Moses and Elijah both had mountaintop experiences of God's glory. Um, Moses, when he went up uh, to get the Ten Commandments, and it says that, you know, the cloud came down and God's glory was reflected on Moses' face. Um, And then Elijah, in that contest with the prophets of Baal, um, and all he had to do was pray one simple prayer and God revealed his glory is set fire to the sacrifice. Um, So I think it's really important that they both had those experiences and that they both appear in this passage. Um, And I also felt it was really significant that Jesus didn't take all of the disciples up on the mountain. He only took three of them. Um, Peter in particular is really important because previous to this um, was when he first realized that Jesus was the Messiah. So in the previous chapter, you get Peter's confession of Christ. Um, But in this passage, he learns even more about who Jesus is. Not only does he learn that he's the Messiah and that he's a son of God, but he learns that he is the son of God. um, And it kind of impacts him in a way that helps him to understand more of who Jesus really is. Jesus is really showing clearly his identity in this passage. Um, And I'm really glad that we sang songs this morning about God's glory and about God revealing his glory because I think that's so much about what this chapter is is about, that um, it's about revelation. And at Christmas time, we think a lot about revelation um, and Jesus is revealing to these disciples who he is. He's revealing his glory. 
And their first reaction is to be terrified, just in the same way that the shepherds were when they saw the angels in the sky. Um, when they saw God's glory, they were terrified. But actually, when God reveals himself to us that way, he doesn't want us to be afraid. The first thing Jesus does is he touches them, and then he says, don't be afraid. And I think for them, it's a real encouragement that what they now believe about Jesus um, is true, and it encourages them and gives them a confirmation that he's Lord um, and that their faith is not in vain. So I think for Peter in particular and for the other disciples who were there, it was a real encouragement to them that, okay, now they know who Jesus is and their faith can be sure and they can um, begin to understand more. I don't think they really understood more till later on, but I'm sure that after Jesus died and rose again, they looked back on this incident and began to see a bit more clearly um, what was going on and what it was all about. So for us, um, I suppose there's a few things. The first thing is that, um, that Jesus only took those three, that God meets us where we're at, um, that he reveals himself to us when we're ready to experience that revelation. Um, and there'll be different stages for each of us. Um, so I think that's a real encouragement as well. Um, and also that when he does reveal himself to us, we don't need to be afraid. Um, he's just showing us more of who he is so that our faith can be made, more, made stronger and so that we can go forward um, with him. So I hope that encourages you that this Christmas, as we think about Jesus' birth and that amazing revelation of God's glory um, in Jesus' incarnation, that that will encourage you in your faith, that it will make your faith stronger, and then it will help you to go forward in obedience and um, just in light of God's glory. Thank you, Ruth. suggest that we keep a few moments of silence for our own mountaintop experiences with the God who is alive and who is here by his spirit in the midst of the busyness of this season I'll take a couple of minutes just for silent prayer and reflection before I lead us in prayers of intercession for the week
Father, we pray for your church. We pray that just as Christ was transfigured in your presence, so we may be transformed by the work of your spirit in us, that you may be revealed to the world. We pray for Christians in this season of Advent and over Christmas time, that they may boldly proclaim and celebrate the good news of your birth among us. Pray for Christians in the festive season that amidst the celebrations, the poor, the hungry, the homeless would not be forgotten, but would be served with compassion and love. Pray for Christians that we may shine like stars in the midst of this generation by our words, by our actions that we might witness to your love. We pray for those called to lead and to serve your church. Especially today we pray for Sarah Mulally, the new Bishop of London yesterday thank you for her life thank you for her call we pray that you would strengthen her and encourage her as she takes on this new responsibility give her courage wisdom grace and vision we pray for the leaders of the worldwide church that in this season differences may be laid aside and we may gather together at your manger throne to worship lord in your mercy hear our prayer we pray for the nations of the world pray for those entrusted with government pray for countries in which the democratic processes of government are precarious and fragile. Pray that you would raise up godly leaders who would serve people with justice and love. We pray especially that you would give us patience with one another, forbearance, clarity of mind and of heart, to speak truth but also grace to accept difference we pray for war-torn areas of the world remembering again Syria and Afghanistan and the Central African Republic and South Sudan we remember those people and places where there is grief today the rail crash in America, those who have lost their life, those who are mourning. And the countless accidents and violences which occur around the world which are not reported in our media, but which nonetheless have very human consequences. Pray for those who grieve, those who mourn, that they would in you find comfort. Lord, in your mercy, hear our And we pray for our neighborhood. Pray for our homes and our families and our friends.
friends, work colleagues and neighbours. And we ask that you would make us particularly attentive to anybody in need at this time of year. Lord, we pray that you would lift our eyes beyond our immediate concerns and help us to have a regard for those who are lonely, those who are suffering, those whom the world forgets. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We join our prayers together as one, praying as Jesus taught us and saying, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Give us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory 